covering all your favorite parts of the 50-yard fight. This is the Inside the Walls podcast with Zach Heilman and Jim Bernier. Welcome to the fans of the 50-yard fight. This is the Inside the Walls podcast. Zach Heilman in hosting as always along beside my good buddy, pal, co-host, and friend, Jim Mernier. And we got extra friends and uh, NAL personnel in here with us. Uh, team president for the Albany Empire, Jeff Levac, and his good buddy, Gaz, alongside, play-by-play for the Empire as well. Gentlemen, welcome aboard the show. Good to see both of you. We've had, a, had our fun coming into the show and just finally decided to hit that record button. So. <laughs> well, thanks, thanks for having us. You guys have been jumping in at Levac and Gaz like the last couple of weeks with some good comments, helping us push the show along. So... Uh, we figured it was time to invade your show. So, and, and you guys were silly enough to pick up on the link. So here we are. Yes. And I constantly was berating you guys saying, you know what? Put us on your show. All right. Put us, I was just constantly self-promoting and you guys took the bait and take that. And we're going to have fun. You know, you know what? I, I'm going to say Jim, Jim grabbed that. It's that mostly bait. me, I, I... but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't was the one at like 1.30 but... in the morning? Who was the one commenting on like 1.30? <laughs> no, it's definitely <laughs> Because I got a notification. It was like, guys in the back are right now. I'm like, did someone mess up? I looked up. It's like, oh, it's a show for tomorrow. I'm like, oh, it's 1.30 in the morning. I don't really care. <laughs> Usually, yeah, somebody messed up. And his, his name is Scott. So. <laughs> I was like, well, I wonder where they're at. I know they're not at Hooters at 1 o'clock in the morning. That's kind of a hard gig to get but keep those still. keep those godzilla media notifications on that youtube channel very appreciated thank you right <laughs> the only you know, people ever know where i'm at 130 is my uber driver and apparently uh, you if you're watching Facebook. <laughs> you know someone who's gonna i'll definitely get a, a, a comment for guys it's funny i'll uh because ryan mccarthy i work with and i'm definitely gonna i know i'm gonna have him ask oh you had guys on the show well that's great tell me more about this so, yes he's the man and Shout out to Ryan McCarthy. Does an awesome job covering the NAL as well. Mm-hmm. Good, good dude. All right, Jeff. I got to ask here. So, let's see here. It's been uh, from counting right seven months. You got this position now. Back in August. Um, Feels a lot longer. Feels a lot yeah, longer. Yeah. I mean, I mean, seriously. What? How's the? What's the uh, journey been for the off season? I mean, obviously you celebrated a championship, but now you're the guy saying, "Okay, I got to prepare a full season." less to no COVID restrictions. Um, I'm trying to get people in there and I'm promoting this team. What, what's, what's the process, at least a normal day or something like that for you? First of all, there's no such thing as a, okay, as a normal fair. day. And, um, I really, really miss being the guy who talks smack about team presidents as opposed to being the guy who has to do that work. Uh, luckily though, just a great, great squad. Cause we've got coach Tom and you guys have talked to him before and you know, his ability to build a roster with the help of, of our great coaches, you know, coach Ware and, Coach Johnson just arrived today. Uh, we got uh, Jay Rich, who I'll always call him Jay Rich. I know he's Coach Richardson now, but Jay Rich is my guy. C-Max on his way in. We got a great staff, great people, and it makes everything a lot easier. Like the perfect way to sell tickets is to win games, and the roster this man is building and has built is going to win a lot of football games. So just constant meetings with media and, you know, sales events and fun things like that, and then – I get to talk to guys and hopefully guys like you, you know, so just, uh, just getting, getting a logo out and making sure people know that we're back in business and you can sit next to each other this year while you cheer on the empire. Right. Look, I, I you and you and guys, obviously having your own, your own show. I think that's great for, you know, at least promoting the team itself and other local sport sports course in the, in the capital region. Um, I, I don't think this, this can be, can't be stressed enough from what me and Jim have discussed on the show, but like, how much important to yourself? You're a team president now. You've obviously been in entertainment for a minute. You've been in the local radio scene out there in Albany. 
how important is it to get just coverage out there for a team like this? I know locally these teams have more of a presence, but a lot of st- times when we're trying to grow a league, especially the National League, I mean, Nationals in the name. you got to get that spread out and get more emphasis on showing the entertainment more. Um, how's that challenge been for you this year, for both of you guys? It, it's, it's definitely an uphill climb. I mean, last year was almost impossible because I can't tell you the amount of people we walk around with the trophy. You know, we got the NAL trophy, we got the rings. And people are like, oh, when do you guys start playing? When is it? I, I'm glad to see you're back. It's like, well, we game's April 23rd, but we just won a championship. Like, we're reigning and defending in two separate leagues right now. Like, mm-hmm. like what you know, getting people to realize that has been a total uphill climb. And, you know, local media is reliant on the opinion of the local fan. And the Albany fan is so snaked in. Like, we, you know, the Albany Colony Yankees, the Albany Firebirds, mm-hmm. the Albany Colony Athletics, the Albany Conquest, the Albany Firebirds, again, the Empire. Like, we fall in love with these teams, these products, and then they leave us for one reason or another. So the biggest thing is, you know, getting the message out that the best ability is sustainability for us. Like, we want to be here forever. Like, we want to win championships every single year, mm-hmm. but we want to be the team that you're almost like, hey, it's April. I know Empire's coming. Let's, let's, get, our, let's get our stuff together. Not like, hey, do you think they'll play? Like, just, we, want to be, we want to be an afterthought that we're going to play and an afterthought that you need to be there. Right. Yeah, well, I, I think last year when we were talking to people, so you're, I think you nailed it right on the head. Um, a lot of people were trying to say, like, is this the same empire that are coming back? This is there's no AFL logo on it, you know that was one thing. But like, you know, quick it was a quick turnaround. Uh, you had a month to prepare, so you know that whole threshold will they won't they thing. I think that that skews the stuff. So I, I think me and Jim are both curious to see how the turnout will be this year. I mean, what how's it been looking so far for you guys? Well, I, it's you know, God's is coming back, so that's a win. I needed oh, that. Okay. I needed to make sure that my color commentator right. was back. Um, <laughs> It's it's crazy. It's hectic. Like last year, I was doing the radio show right up until the day before the first game, and then technically, I wasn't fully working for the Empire yet. I worked for Mike Corda, who owns the Empire, mm-hmm. and he owns Secchi's Fire and Water Restoration locally. So it was like, hey, all right, man, what do you want me to do? And it's like, hey, all the things. But but by that time, you know, Ron Tredico, Nate Starling Jr. Uh, John Kane, Coach Manas, Mike Quarter, they had already done the hard work. I just had to come in and do triage and just make sure that we stayed on the rails. You know, the roster is Coach Manas, and that's that's the hardest part of the whole thing. Let him do that, and then I just come in the office and make sure check's clear. Can you get that? Jim, <laughs> Jim he's giving he's giving boys stuff like what you got for the man. No, he was just, <laughs> just like check and check's clear. You know, God is here too. You guys can grill God. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> Here's what just happened there. Levesque, I think I think they didn't realize that was a joke you're saying. They think it says something to do with like a financial thing. No, no. He, checks clear is fine, dude. Like, it's just a joke. I, oh. I thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, Did I take that wrong? Okay. No. Ah. Well, it, it, let's, I know it, it's not nearly as ominous. You know what I mean? It's, it's making sure the accounts are up to date, all that stuff on top of making sure the right people are running the stuff. Like, yeah, last year was tough. The team lost, like, you want real talk? The team lost $700,000 last year. So they, I, I was talking, like I've been friends with Mike my whole life. I just met Ron, I just met Nate. And that was one of those things where it was like, hey, we, we know we're going to lose like $100,000. And I'm sitting there going, <laughs> you better find it. Um, as the season went on, these guys dumped more and more capital into the team, you know, especially Mike. And that's why Mike is now the majority of it because he just, he wants the team here. He wants to win. He wants to, he, he wants to play. 
if he wasn't old and fat like the rest of us, he would be out on that field hammering people. It would be, it would, he'd be all about it. So when I say check clear, it was, you know, instituting best practices for payroll, for making sure the bills are in. If, if, if I told you the amount of times in like the two months after the season that these random emails would come in, like, Hey, you still haven't paid for like two bottles of water in New Jersey. It's like, mm-hmm. what, really? <laughs> that's like, uh, that's not real. I'm exaggerating to, sure, to prove the effect, right. but, I mean, but uh, hey. New Jersey were a great host. Um, but it was, it was weird. Like it was, again, you're, you're building best practices because last year was 10 days. They put that team together and, and I just got to come in and, and make sure it stayed on the tracks. This year, it's like, okay, we want to fly this airline. We want to stay in this kind of place. We want to do these kind of things. And I was sitting over going, I, just, I make fart jokes on radio for 24 years, and now you want me to, uh, okay. Uh, but, you know, we all rally together. And we get it done each and every day. <laughs> uh, speaking of your distances that you might have traveled, you said multiple times on, God, on Levesque and Gaz that your team, your team, has to go to San Antonio twice. Exactly. And they go to you guys once. I think it's the very last game of the season. Um, how is that going to factor in? Because last year we've had teams that had to take separate flights to Albany. They got one team, I think, had to fly to Indy before going to Albany, even though they could have just flew direct. Uh, how's that going to affect your <laughs> travel this year compared to last year? Because COVID screwed up everything. Like, right. like I was trying to go with the Sharks up to Albany for the last game of the season. And half the team went to New York, and the other half team went to Buffalo before they went to Albany. I'm like, how? Who does all of this? Is that the responsibility of a president, or is that the responsibility of the guy above you, like the owner? Well, actually, yeah. So this team, Mike Corda does because I like I joke with him all the time. Like, uh, if I ever fly anywhere again, him, his iPad, and you know Google, whatever the hell it is he's using, he finds he finds flights you never would even nobody finds. Like, I go to travel agents, they'll find these things. So he does it. Uh, the short answer to what's it mean that we're going to San Antonio twice is cha-ching. It's going to be freaking expensive. There's no such thing as a cheap flight from Albany, JFK, Hartford, anywhere in the area to San Antonio. Mm-hmm. We travel more than any team in the league because we're so far up north. Like, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, I'll break out some We the North on you in a second. But, like, San Antonio has to go far, but they get one trip to New York. New York's got two trips to San Antonio. we got to go to Carolina. we got to go to Columbus, Georgia. There's no such thing as direct flight from Albany to Columbus, Georgia. Just so you know, it's not how much you're willing to pay. It just <laughs> right. doesn't exist. Um, so we, we travel and you have to be fiscally responsible. You know, you can't just, it's, it's, you know, it's arena football. It's not the NFL. I can't just go, all right, well, let's charge $500 a ticket to make up the difference. No, it's, you got to keep it affordable for a family of four. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, that's what we do every day is look for a better deal. Look for trying to do a package deal with an airline. We're hoping now that we're, we're champs that we're back again. You know, you see more and more people answering the phone we called than they did last year. We're hoping at some point one of these airlines goes, we'd like to be the official airline of the empire. And, you know, and, and then maybe we can save a couple bucks and, you know, some fossil fuels by getting where we need to go in a, in a straight line. Wouldn't be bad. I, I it wouldn't mean, hurt my feelings. I mean, it would. It, I and would I'm convinced say- the league put our schedule together to hamper us. I think they're afraid of us. They know we're going to win again. So they give us the hardest possible travel schedule there is. That's I, I, I'll just put it out there. Commissioner Siegfried, tell me I'm wrong. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm not scared. There's your quote you want inside the walls. There it is. Aggregate that, baby. By the way, he's the reason I still go by emperor. I jokingly said to him, I didn't want to be team president. I want to be emperor. Now when, I, when he answers the phone or when he calls me, he's like, emperor, what's going on in Albany? 
<laughs> we'll take that quote to our emails. <laughs> Send that in. <laughs> oh, that, that's this is great. I love it. You um, you you call him, and he has all the the, the songs in the background. I who in the heck am I calling? Like what? Hello, this is the emperor. Who in the hell? Is this? <laughs> I always I always have like the three hundred behind me, like. Like uh, when it, when my phone rings, just ah ooh ah ooh ah ooh. <laughs> Cat jumps off the couch, flies through the wall. It's great. It's great. <laughs> now I can't. I can picture that. That's gonna be great. <laughs> uh, you, there's, a, there's legitimately a hole in the wall over here for the dog, not the cat, but it it did oh. happen. <laughs> <laughs> He's fine. The wall, not so much. Yeah, they, I would guess who was the winner in that? You, you know, you know what, Jeff? You said it. You said it earlier. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna get, I'm, I got a question for Gaz here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give him his time. Thank shot. God. Don't hey, don't you don't you dare shy away out of that camera. Oh, okay. I gotta talk to you. You've been sitting back having some laughs. Now it's my. Oh no. Start answering some things. Look, just do some spots here real quick. Just do a quick sixty second commercial. Okay, go ahead. No, I'm ready. Yeah, let me get. Let me just pull that on my cart list. <laughs> We'll take a break. <laughs> okay, so guys, look, you're the you're the you're the voice of the empire, at least for at least for broadcasts and play by play here. I I know with I mean, there's standard, of course, football broadcasting, arena football. I think it's an art. It's a, it's one that still I think people don't always grasp how to call the game. And I think with leagues, not I don't think I've, I've found one yet that's fully gotten out maybe yourself or a few in the NAL that have gotten down how to explain the game well what is, what's the challenges for explaining arena in terms of just like a standard football game because I mean it's mostly similar practices but then you have like the intricacies of small rules like you know like the jack like you got of course the jack linebacker rule a few other things you know what I'm saying what what's what's your challenges yeah well that, that's a great question because what happens is that audience you're talking to it's hard to figure out exactly what that percentage is right like if you're watching we'll just use a comparison of the NFL most NFL fans know what the rules are. And if there's ever an issue of a rule interpretation, they toss to the 30 year guy who's been doing it on the field forever. Mm-hmm. We don't have that. So my partner, Andrew Santilla, who also is alongside with me, what we'll do is we will call it like a standard game. And then if a play happens, we have a great production crew at now MVP arena that will zoom in and show us. We'll be watching the replay together. We'll walk through it because you don't want to turn off the diehard NAL fan who knows the rules. And my favorite part about last year is if you watch on YouTube, the comments will tell you quicker sometimes than we will because they're so passionate and know the game. Exactly right. And you guys know the game so well that sometimes it's easier for us to be like, look, we see the interaction right now. We see the engagement. They know what that is. Let's back off that one. There might be a back and forth. That's the fun part of it. Like there are certain times where, you know, you really have to explain this, but there's other times like, okay, The audience knows this. Who am I talking to? 2%, 5%, 10%. I have a feeling what you meant by the question is, do you have to grow the game? I feel like sometimes in the arena, it needs to be explained, which we do a nice job at at MVP arena. But sometimes the broadcast can do it less than the actual casual fan who's just there enjoying the weekend. Right. Look, I I look, uh, I'm very much a proponent of like analyzing broadcast there's we know what there's three large leagues that are in the country that kind of represent what arena indoor is right now the nal is just one of my the other two you guys can look up because this is an nal show i'm not even gonna bring it bring it up here anyway (laughs) yeah broadcast quality is a big thing for me because it helps make it easier experience for a person jumping on in i'll tell you right now football fans are the most critical people in terms of any sport if it looks like a garbage product via broadcast 
it's less likely that they're going to stick around. So having having that is great. Albany, I thought, did an excellent job this year, and I expect, of course, next year it's, or this coming season is going to be an excellent job too. You know, I even have to add on, you got to explain Iron Man now, <laughs> adding on to that rule set. That's got to be fun. You you doing your homework good, sir? Because we're trying uh, to do ours too. <laughs> yeah. The, the fun part about, like, where we sit right now in comparison to when the league kicks off is that as a broadcaster, we're in a unique setting because – we have about a month-ish to figure out roster, Ironman, positional sets, left side, right stride, you know, strong side. You know, felt like remember the Titans right there. You know, those situations <laughs> of when you're going to see guys line it up right and where on the field. But a month out, there can be so much that can happen, whether it comes to camp, cuts, salary, position changes. We're in a good spot now as broadcasters. We get to back up and watch the storylines develop. But when it comes to game time, you still got to do your prep. You still got to find your storylines. You guys know how fast the game. Not only do I not only do I prep, I've now asked Levac for a personal cubicle at the offices of the <laughs> Albany Empire. I want my own personal sticker. He, like he, you he, see, like it says Gaz's cubby. Yeah, like I'm in kindergarten again. I want study for my prep area. area. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah. Study area, like the SATs. I'll give you the cubicle. I'm not making a sticker. You make your own damn sticker. Give me a work, right, give me a work computer, my work email. My... <laughs> <laughs> Can we put in the certain email chains? Do you mind? <laughs> That's right. That's <laughs> got it. Well, you know, it's it's a lot of a lot of chains this year. Like obviously, you talk about Iron Man. Um, my buddy Mike Corder, the owner, he has a uh, he has a great line that he uses on me all the time. We don't need to know how to do this stuff. We just need to find the people know how to do this stuff. Right. So like. We just happen to have the only coach in the league who's who's coached Ironman. I walked in and I was just a fly on the wall today while it was it was Coach Madonna, Coach Ware, and Coach Johnson, and I'm just sitting there going, "Holy crap! Like this is I you know in my mind I'm like, all right, you get two specialists. Those dudes play one way. Everybody else just cracks skulls. These guys are in here like, well, if you carry the seven and move this guy to this place and move this over, I'm like, I backed out slowly. I was like Homer Simpson going to the bushes. I was like, I don't even want to know. I don't even. I don't. I just somebody hit somebody. Somebody make a touchdown. Let's go. I'm ready. <laughs> well, you guys are winning games, and it's within league rules. We're all we're all hunky dory here. So. That's right. I mean, league rules, rules. Like we just gotta win. You know, it's like oh, no, I know. Pop, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. We're very we're very focused on rules. We like we love rules. Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> Speaking of the rule set, uh, one thing I did like from your guys or from the Albany Empire is Levesque was on a question about the rule set, and that video did very well. In your opinion, should you, you think the league should do something like here are the rules and place videos even in the arenas, not just on YouTube to make the fans even inside the arena appreciate the game or understand the game? Because I get a lot of people in my section where I sit in Jacksonville. I have people's like, what's Jack out of the box? I'm just like, I gotta answer this question to these people again. Like it's <laughs> like a, a linebacker can't can't get out of the box. Like a actual tackle to tackle box, five three yards, four yards deep, whatever whatever referees doing the game, it changes. And they're like, oh okay, whatever. So not all five guys can go in coverage. I'm like, well they do in the IFL. What's the other league? Or like, okay, whatever. Um, but I, <laughs> it's it it's strange. It's like because it, this is me and Zach have this conversation all the time. Because there are three leagues that do the indoor football, and all the rules are always different. So right. the average fan may think, oh, the Arizona Rattlers and Iowa Barnstormers or the Spokane Shock rule set is the same as the Empire Sharks and Lions. And do you think the league, and my, oh, I think they should do, but you're closer in the league than we are, should come up with videos like, this is what 
this role means. This is what will happen, so on and so forth. Yeah, a hundred percent. You know, guys can can tell you this. We were doing the terrestrial radio show when the XFL relaunched, mm-hmm. and I thought the the smartest thing the XFL did was make these. I mean, just we're not talking like super difficult. There wasn't even people. It was like X's and O's and how they move, just to show you the difference in their rules. Um, the original Empire was really really good about that. They were really good about that. Uh, it's something that I I want to do. Um, especially when you got a guy like Manas who knows the rules so, so inside and out, uh, definitely have those up there. But as, as a league, I think, I think there's a lot more that we could do as a league. Like we're primarily six individuals that come together and, and we all like the same thing. So it works very well, but you know, commissioner Siegfried and I have this conversation whenever I get a chance, like there's so many little things that as this league grows, we need to bring in, you know, like he, even if he's not the guy who's ultimately doing the work, it's got to end up in front of him so that it's so that it's right for everybody. And your idea of having a set league video that would play even pregame, maybe at halftime, wherever, or, you know, maybe we make it part of our commercial inventory, whatever that explains the nuances of what makes our league great and special would be phenomenal. Especially, I mean, think played Iron Man. He was, right. he's the, he's one of the big reasons we're playing Iron Man. He loves, he, he gets a twinkle in his eye when he starts talking about playing the, the purest form of this and, uh, if, if you ever get a chance to have him explain to you why Iron Man gives our teams the opportunity to beat NFL talent, he'll he I was right like all of a sudden I went from like ah that's crazy and I was like let's do it let's take somebody on let's come on Brown <laughs> like it was you know you feel the passion and to have a guy like that explain Iron Man I think would be infectious to a lot of people. You know, Jim, just to add to that too, I think and Levac gets this right. He understands how important this is. What you just said there. I hope other executives and owners and decision makers, marketing people get that because I would sponsor the crap out of that. Because if you want to be a business, whatever city you're watching from, listeners from locally, that will be the most watched video potentially of the entire game. Oh, that's, you know, whatever insurance agency or car dealership right next to the rules, you'll have whatever the numbers of the people in the arena watching them. Oh, okay. I get it. You get it. Like you said, every single home game. Show the importance. Boom. There's a nice sponsorship for somebody. And now the league's making money off it too. Not only helping people learn, but putting a few dollars in their pocket too. Put your money where your mouth is, Godlowski. How does Godzilla Media do it? Uh, you know, I'm up in the booth. I can't, you know, I got, I'm focused. You can't on even afford good Wi-Fi. I mean, you're really, come on. Multitask. <laughs> <laughs> gotta, gotta keep your, that mind sharp. Look at, look at all the angles. <laughs> the things you can be doing. <laughs> you got a spare second. Come on. <laughs> I am imagining though guys of the media and me reading the rules now out loud and wondering how I can pull that off. But go ahead. All right. Now I am starting to wonder. A little bit. <laughs> and I didn't just text, I didn't just I didn't just text Jamie in my office and say we gotta start making these videos. I swear I didn't. <laughs> I, I, job, I, I do I do want to reiterate again between you guys, Jamie, like the video series of the players, I think was was great. It's been a great session. We love talking to players ourselves. So I think getting that personal touch with fans is a massive piece to help with. I think get at least having fan connection, that's more, st- more sturdy, more, what can I get after the season, you know, or even leading up. I like, I like that addition. Just wanted to, just wanted to throw it out there, you know, good pieces of meat. She does a great job. She really does. Mm-hmm. She's good. And like, it's funny. Cause it's always like a, like she schedules all the guys. Cause it's not in town yet. So they'll be in town, uh, you know, April between April 1st and April 3rd, our, all our guys will get here. She'll schedule them, and then it turns into a like, like when it was we knew we were talking to Darius Prince. I love Darius; he's one of my favorite people mm-hmm. on the planet. So I was like, "This one, I'm taking this one." 
you know, coach saw me do one. So all of a sudden coach, you know, he's like, I'm going to take Grant. I'm going to do this. And then all of a sudden James and I were going, can I talk to somebody? So she got my faithful. So we, we keep it rolling, but we have fun with it in the office. How was the Prince acquisition, by the way? That was like a, that was its own thing. I think people were very, at least diehard arena fans. Those that saw that saw him in Albany last year. I mean, he won offensive player of the year for crying out loud, just waiting right. to see if that shoe would drop. I mean, that was a big deal. <laughs> you know, you guys, you guys I, are I agree. building it up too, you know? <laughs> well, and, and again, uh, you know, I'd love to sit here and take credit. Like, obviously I've stayed in touch with, with Darius because we, you know, we, we, we bonded, you know, it's like, I know you have to keep a certain amount of distance when you're front office to this, that, whatever. But the truth of the matter is like, I just, I, I enjoy talking to him. He has his zest for life. He's fun to be around coaching the coaching staff, Damon Ware, you know, coach Manos, they, they stayed with him. They kept talking to him, you know, with a guy like Darius, he could play in so many places. I mean, you found a guy that was on the practice squad for the Eagles, practice squad for the Guardians, played in the, you know, the Alliance of American Football League. Um, there's so many places that he could go that, you know, you kind of wait and just like, do you want to be a part of Ironman? Like, I, I didn't know that he wanted to play defense for real. He always, uh, true story, he always said he wanted to deep people up. Like, he was always like, like, you know, whether it be Laughing House or whoever, he's like, coach, put me in, let me go get him. Like, whatever. Like, during the week. But he means it. So when once that became clear that he really was interested in playing at least some defense, well, it just became academic to try and get him to come home, and, and he did. Well, I, I, that's, I, I'm glad you point out because I just, like yesterday, we'll re, just watched up on that, and he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to go. Let's try this out, you know. Specialist or not, I want to at least give him a go with it. Defensive back. I'm like, okay, I want to see what yeah. he can do now. And I mean, he's like, he's, he's just, he's that guy. He's an athlete. You know, he's a basketball player in college. He didn't even play, he didn't play football in college, at least not, not, you know, on that level. So he's just a dude who wants to do stuff. And now to have Grant and him and Jordan Williams coming back to Albany and like, it's a, that's a wide receiver core that I'll put up against any wide receiver core in indoor football. And it's in the best part for me was when we signed Darius last year, watching the people on the internet go, Oh, he's not this one. He's not that one. He's not. And I'm like sitting there going, you have no idea how poorly that man was used in Philadelphia and how good he's going to be here and how many footballs we had to go through because that dude kept handing him out in the stands when he, went, when he scored a touchdown. I'm surprised to even hear that because my first year of watching Arena was 2019 and Darius was an obvious star if it wasn't for the fact you have Malachi Jones and company in Albany that season doing its own thing and being just that step above. Like, I think that's just undervaluing. Yeah. <laughs> he's tough too man that dude runs into stuff like the the i don't know if i'm even supposed to tell this but what the hell we're you know you guys are friends nobody will hear it right right sure, um sure. he was he was walking around with ice and a wrap on his shoulder almost till what the day before game day last year before the championship game like his shoulder was Dang. banged up and you know of course we looked and it was it was going to be okay but it was he was in paint and he still practiced like he was supposed to practice he did treatments and he got out there and had an amazing game he, Again, only thing overshadowed his game in that was that Malachi had like you know a game of all time in the championship game. But like he's that dude's tough. That is a tough, tough guy. And 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 when you look like him, you have to be because that beard is is questionable at best. <laughs> Boy, can't wait to ask about. about what do you mean? I was being too beard? nice. I was being too nice. I was gonna. Ask, he would have thought I was gonna ask him for money when he got here. <laughs> oh, oh Lord. So how did the acquisition of Faithful come around? Uh, that was that was blood, sweat, and tears on Coach's part. Just there was like yeah. So so in the off season, Coach lives in Michigan, and we talk every Tuesday 
you know, sometimes more, but Tuesdays. And it was, Jim, if I told you it was, it was a weekly, I think he's coming. I think he's coming. And like the next week, I don't know. I don't know if he wants to. And then it was like, I'm going to make an offer. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do And like, I got to the point where I'm like, we, I got the phone. I was like, I feel bad. He's not going to get them. Like, God, we know we can do this, 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 whatever. And uh, sure enough, the, I, I get a text from Faithful. Hey, you know, coach said to reach out to you about, you know, media stuff in the future. And I'm like, no way, <laughs> no way. So, and I mean, you, you look at, you look at his resume, you look at the way the guy throws the ball. He's, he's fun. He's, it's going to be a good time watching him throw that football. I'm, I think he's going to be this year's Darius Prince for me, where people are going to go, you know, what you lost one of the greatest of all time in Tommy Grady who retired. And what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Wait and see, just wait and see. And if I can be right on that two years in a row, I may legitimately just hang it up and go back to being the fact I run on the field yelling. Cause that's uh, how many times are you going to get that one? Right. You know, <laughs> but last week me and Zach brought up that the Alvin Empire losing one of the greatest quarterbacks. Now he didn't die. People he retired. Uh, Tommy Grady. Um, we know where he is. We didn't lose him. We know where he is. He just doesn't play for us anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys lost Tommy Grady, but you got better. Like I was telling Zach, like we did our power rankings this week. We got a lot of heat from a lot of fans in Texas about how they're the always six. And I always tell them, it's like, well, we don't, we don't know what you got. You got Phil Barnett, who had a great second half against the uh, Columbus Lions in the, in the championship game. And I tell them, it's like, you look, we look at your roster. Albany is built, like I was telling Zach, you're built to score 80 points. You don't care about defense. You're like, you know what? You're going to have to stop us because we're going to score every time. And we're comparing the team, all these teams in the league, like Jacksonville's being their signed players are more of a Ironman rule set, same as Columbus, same as Orlando. Carolina's being more defensive, but they've been offense signings like crazy over the last couple of weeks. Um, but you guys lose Grady. You signed Faithful. You got Castronova. Uh, he had a turnover buggage situation in Carolina last year. Um, but hey, new setting could change. Um, and you guys made a kind of joke at Hooters the other day that uh, Daniel Jones decides to leave uh, the Giants. Uh, he could come to uh, the, the He'd Empire. have to compete. He'd have to compete. I wouldn't just. We wouldn't just put him in. <laughs> um, but overall, like we, we mean Zach, we have Albany as the number one team in, in our power rankings, and we both have the same reasons. Your offense can go four, three deep, basically, with your receiver and core, and even the DBs that may have to play the receiver too, because. In the Iron Man rule set, there's always rotations. And we think that Albany has the deepest roster, but also has the quarterback who won a championship in Jacksonville, who has experience with the Albany Empire in the past. You guys are the front runners to win all. And I've done, I have my own computer. I'm a computer geek, so I do simulations of seasons and I run computer numbers all the time. And out of 100 simulations so far this season that I've done, Albany has won 84 times, 84 champions. So 84% Good of the simulation. time. I like that simulation. Yeah, and your common opponent is the Columbus Lions again. Um, that just gives you credit to gives you credit, gives Manas credit, coaching staff, the ownership group of building a championship caliber team. Because beginning of last year, me and Zach have always said to get fans in the stands, you have to win. You can't do a jersey method. You can't do a Georgia Firebird or the Corporate Chrissy Rage, where you go out there and lose seventeen in a row. You're not going to get track fans. You went out there week one. And you kicked everyone's behind. Just you had one hiccup in Jacksonville, which I was there. And um, but after that, 
Well, it's not my fault when you have Lucky Mike uh, Brandon Beer's kick on the goalpost, not uh, not go in the wall, and like a eighteen point swing like that after a deuce. Yeah. Um, but overall, I have to give you guys credit because Jacksonville and Columbus are the traditional teams in this league that they brought their winning traditions over from Jacksonville from the AFL and Columbus from the AAL slash PIFL. So the two went and you guys came right in and just like. You know what? We don't care. This is our this is our league, and you start dominating from week one. That's a lot, that's that's a lot of praise from a guy who is a diehard Jacksonville Sharks fan. Like, how dare they go after my crowns? We got three championships, and now Columbus. Now you guys have two. You got an AFL title, which equals ours, and you have an NAL title. Um, that mindset is what we need as a league for all six teams, even even San Antonio, whoever is the future. And one thing that me and Zach always try to push in this podcast is promote these players because a lot of these players get overlooked because they play in arena. Uh, it's not real football. Um, but overall, I just wanted to say as a fan that despise Albany's championship, we're still going to lose. We're going Jackson's going to win it this year. <laughs> I wish. He's telling the um, guys in the Jackson <laughs> office when I talk to them. Oh, <laughs> um, man. No, but uh, honestly – all the credit goes to you guys because you guys came out of the gate, especially how the start of the season was last year was chaotic. Especially if you've seen the cl- inside the lines of documented by Columbus, how they were rushed to get to Albany and you guys were rushed to get a game on. And you guys played. Because Ontario folded like last second. We already, right. not yeah. only you start in 10 days, the whole schedule had to be redone overnight because of Ontario going away. Yeah, because the first game, Jacksonville was supposed to go to Ontario. I think in the original right. scare, I'm like, okay. And then it's like, oh, Ontario folds. I'm like, Okay, this is not good. Um, a lot of people thought they were going to go to the other league, but I think they were just, you know, scam of an organization. My they went up in smoke. Good point. Their they're owners, their owners, their owners were weird guys. <laughs> but <They're just> <laughs> I had a Sam Adams joke earlier for Spokane, but I let it go. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I had a joke about it last week. I said, well. They kept calling the NAL to see if they can join, and I said, just with the voicemail over on our side. Like, <laughs> and, uh, oh, go spam the neck more. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> I, just picture, I just picture him out front of the MVP with a really like, will play football for food. Like, that's kind of the way. Uh, no, no. <laughs> He's a patriot. What do you want me to do? I can't love him. <laughs> but the mentality you guys have built and brought into the NAL comes from the Albany Empire AFL era. For some odd reason, as me, it's for a fan. And what I think you guys are doing well for your social media, especially you on your radio show with, with the guys, and us here, we're trying to promote the league. Well, I think I love one thing I love about the Albany Empire is that you're always in the community, you're always promoting, you're always putting stuff out there. NAL needs a fan base like the Albany Empire, especially if it was like an AFL days. Like Jacksonville's fan base stuck with it. We're averaging, yeah. I think, eight thousand fans a home game even losing by 30 points to people. There's still 8,000 fans. Um, what's the game plan to try to get those fans that remember the AFL game and say, hey, the NAL, we don't have nets. All the rules are 99% the same as the original AFL. And we basically, as a fan, as a league, we have more of the arena players than the other leagues do. We have the more yeah. familiar names. Yeah. How can the league, how can Albany, how can Jacksonville, how can Columbus – try to present that to the fans, especially the arena fans. Like, hey, we're not the AFL, but we're damn good league that represents the arena game. 
Well, Gaz knows this because we did the on-field announcing for the AFL version of the Empire. We worked together on that. Um, the it's like it's a it's a not so vicious cycle here in the capital region because one of the reasons we were able to get all these fans or all these players is because all these fans. Like mm-hmm. you play against us once and you hear the craziness that is, you know, the five one eight, and you go, I would love to have that on my side. So then when we call you again to play for us a year later or you know, whenever you're a free agency, you you take the call a little more seriously. Well now the good player means the fan comes back. Mm-hmm. The good fan means the player comes back. So the the challenge this year is just simply to make sure everybody knows we're here, you know, and we're we're really trying to do we're not we're not leaving any stone unturned when it comes to that. We're not just going to do radio. We're not just going to do TV. Uh, we've we've partnered up with a company called Elevation 10K, who is the their ability to digitally get our information out there into the hands of people who will truly care about this product is amazing. So our challenge. Coach Manas put a great team on the field. Jeff Levac, make sure people know it's there. So mm-hmm. as long as we do that, we're going to be good. And that's what that's what Albany does. Like, like even in Jacksonville, like you've got the Jags, you've got all these other things. In Albany, New York, it's you know three do hours. We have the Jags, to, really? Well, well, all right, all right. Well, all right, the Jags have the show. But I'm saying, like, you actually have you have you have pro teams. You know, you have yeah. you have you have competition. We have, you know, U Albany basketball, Siena basketball, U Albany football, but you got to go three hours to get to the Giants and the Jets. You got to go three to four hours for the Patriots or the Bills, you know, the Yankees, the Mets. We're a car drive from everything, but it's not an afternoon with your family car drive for everything. We're that. That's what we are. So, you know, you come to our block party and we've got, you know, a live band playing and we've got great concessions going on and the beer's pouring and we're making sure you're having a good time. You go inside, you know, Mike Faithful throwing to Darius Prince and Antoine Grant, and we're, we're, we're having an even better time. And you're, you undersell this defense that we've got right now. But if you remember, before we brought Ben Faithful and before Prince came back, that's all everybody was talking about was how good our defense was. So we're, we're, we're a solid roster top to bottom. I was on a call with the guys. Coach was, you know, just kind of walking them and telling them everything when they were going to get here. And I'm just watching guys like Hobbs, like just like – I thought he was going to pop a basketball. He was so fired up to get here and just start start competing. Like this is do right by the fans. The fans will do right by us, which means the players are always going to want to be here. So do right by the players too. Just just don't be crappy people. I guess is is my that's my, my, no, no, my I, end goal. I, I I am very much. I think me, me and Jim are on the same page of this. I think that's a philosophy to live by. <laughs> you know, at least you know, I, I at least try and you know see at least look at everything that you can here and just evaluate situation as it goes as it goes you know do the best by people is what is what i'm looking at you know i completely i agree with that philosophy i do that with these shows too you know whether it's this one or other one i'm outside of myself you know and i imagine with i imagine with radio you get same takes you know when you talk both of you being you know having your own interview setups with 104.5 at times you know having to have different personalities and you have to evaluate it that way you got to get the situation now i completely understand that you know and Applies even more outside of the live broadcast, you know. <laughs> Got to say that <laughs> it's a bit different on and off camera, you know. I get yeah, that. right. I, get I don't that. know what you're talking about. <laughs> Actually, I'm good or bad. This is this is pretty much who I am. It's probably it's probably why I won't be a long reigning president in this league, but but I'll be a fun one. We'll have a good time. 
you you two look i just leading up into this show i i you know i gotta go revisit the godzilla media website and you know double check my background from what i recollect and you know i gotta ask what's what's your guys's favorite uh, media person i've been able to talk to i mean it you've had had quite a few people you've gotten to interact with over the years at least either outside of albany the empire scene or at least in the albany with being albany media personalities you know got a favorite uh story I he's would say he's a star fan. He'll, he's got a million. Of them. Uh, yeah, I mean, I this we could do this for a whole nother podcast. Oh, I know, I know. I know. But here's what I'll stick with though. I like that question because uh, Levac might have posted this the other day. One of my favorite stories is that Pete Rose came to Albany. This is like September of 2019. I think it was 2018 or 2019, and they told us like, look, he's going to do like a like a stand up show, basically like, tell stories, get up there, and you guys are going to interview Pete Rose. And I'm like, maybe we will, maybe we won't. And, you know, rock, uh, radio and podcasts are different. If it was podcasts, we'd be like, oh, it's probably gonna be a little bit longer. Radio, you probably got 10 minutes. He's in and he's out. Okay. Mm-hmm. So his guy comes over and I think his name is JP. And JP is a grown man in a full baseball uniform, like head to toe, uniform, cleats. And I'm like, dude, you're not playing today. What are we doing? Like, why are you coming to me? It's like his PR guy in a full baseball uniform. But anyways, okay. he goes, what time should he come on? Uh, I'm like. 4.30, 4.45. All right, he'll be over then. Okay. 4.30 hits, no sign of him. 4.45, no sign of Pete Rose. And I just tell LeVac, I'm like, look, dude, he's not coming. The baseball guy's the one who booked the interview. I know he's not coming over. Like, let's just scrap it. Let's just well, and there was the news, show. There was news about his health, like, right then, too. Like, news yes. broke that his health uh, was in question. Yahoo, like, well, Sports, yeah, Yahoo Sports broke the news that, like, he was doing horribly. We're like, all right, well, it's not going to happen today. That's fine. Five o'clock in walks Pete Rose. And we had a segment and we did the five biggest stories of the day. So we kind of like moved a bunch of stuff around. So we did 10 minutes with Pete Rose. Awesome. And it was a great interview. Like he's joking around about like how, like the first question, he was like, hey, did you still watch sports? He's like, yeah, I watched the Packers Bengals last night. Wish the Bengals would have covered for me. I'm like, oh my God. Right away. <laughs> right away. Right, right in. Right, right in. So, you know, he promoted the show. We did an easy classic radio hit. Nine minutes. Got in, got out. Good to go. So we think he's going to get up and yeah, right. We think he's going to leave. He doesn't leave. So we're like, um, what do we do? He's like, Pete Rose is sitting here. So we got the, we got this mic out. We're like, Hey Pete, can you cut like a 10 second ID? It's called in radio, right? Like, Hey, it's LeVac and guys tune in and blah, blah, blah. He goes, all right, let me tell you what he goes. Hey, it's LeVac and guys, two dickheads tune in. He's like, Oh, sorry. All right. Let me do it again. Let me do it again. So he cuts it and he doesn't leave guys. Pete Rose stayed for an hour. He talked what? about his baseball career. He talked about gambling. He talked about baseball. Now he talked about being the Joe Dimaggio's. Yeah, he talked about yeah the Joe Dimaggio story, which is hilarious. If you can Google, it, he shares it all the time. Like talking about getting tombstone by guys. An hour of Pete Rose, wow. and then finally we just got off the air. We're like, this is unreal. So yeah, like it was just one of those like I cannot believe this is happening right now. That's one that stood out to me where it was like. It went from we're not going to talk him to this guy. All he wants to do is hang out with us today. I don't think I've ever liked a guy more that I didn't think I was going to like than P. Rose. Like, I was like, this guy gambled on baseball and he ruined the sport that I one of the sports I love. And blah, blah. And also, like, 10 minutes in, I'm like, so Pete and I are best friends and we're going to go shopping. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. Yeah, he was, he was super cool. Very cool. I would uh, just, I, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was gonna no. Go ahead. I was gonna say another Pete Rose thing. No, I was gonna say I was gonna say I met Barry Sanders laugh. That was like my. That was when I was like, oh, I'm good at this, and then you no, know, now I'm not. But. 
I would say, yeah, yeah, very serious. I would say the two like nicest people. One is a Florida connection. You guys might enjoy Uh Scott Hansen from the NFL red zone is the coolest guy ever. Like year okay. after year, not only is he amazing, like he will remember your fantasy team from four months earlier. Like he'll remember the city. He'll remember coming up. He's just awesome. Like what you see on red zone on Sundays is Scott Hansen. Uh, Stu Gotts, I know is a guy down in your area who had success in Miami wise. Like I know he's got the whole shtick on the air. He said, text us and be like, hey, how can we help you guys? Can we do a read for you guys? Can we hop up? And now someone's going to hear that they're a fan of the show and be like, man, he's scheming. The Stugats is strong in him trying to find a way to make money. No, he is like genuinely a nice guy. Now, we don't have a lot of rivalries, except I have Sal Palantonio hates me and Levac is hated by Herm Edwards. So that's about the rivalries we have with those two. Herm Edwards hates my guts. Like completely doesn't even remember who I am until I start talking. And then it's like, it's like a, it's like when a dog hears like you know a voice of somebody that was mean to him once, he just like that. It's like, hey everybody, he's, everything's great. And all of a sudden, I'm like, all right, coach, uh, you know, bud. It's true. And he just starts tearing me to shreds. <laughs> hey, yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm not for everyone. I'm not for was everyone. That one was Herm? That's when Herm was working with ESPN, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was, uh, it was guys was wasn't you weren't here yet. You guys came on the show a little bit long later. But I was with my original co-host. He got him. So it was a weekly hit with Herm Edwards. We're like, this is great. So, like, I I assumed that it was just because the very first time he ever came on. And it's like, yeah, you know, Armin goes, hey, my co-host. Hey, uh, meet Jeff LeVac. I'm like, hello. And, like, it just was, you know, I was like, you play to win the game. And he, from there on out, like, in person for the longest time, we were good. Okay. I'm a, I'm a large human. So he was always like, oh, you probably played or something. Why else would you be here? And we were good. And then all of a sudden, like, I don't know where he remembered who I was. And it was to the point where, like, we stopped having him on Radio Row. Like, we just, like, hey, you guys want Herm Edwards? I'm like, I, I can leave. If God wants him, I can walk away so you get some good stuff. But, yeah, he's, there's a couple people in my radio career who hated me. Nobody liked, like Herm Edwards. To the point where even, like, his agent, like, we went to his agent. We're like, hey, we can't have him back because he just hates him back. And he's like, Herm doesn't hate anybody. He plays the day for me. He goes, oh, yeah, he doesn't like you. Like, <laughs> yeah. can, I, can i inquire about sal palantonio I, that one just that one just sticks out right away i'm like what Excuse so me? No, sal loves me i can call sal right now and we'd be good God's sal, not so much for me okay. so sal has relatives or family in albany there's some type of connection to him and all he used to work at the time Junior and uh, okay. that's it yep that's exactly right so at one super bowl event levesque bumped into him said hey here's sal's number hey why don't you guys call me anymore Pass the number along to me. And something happened along from that, like fall, where we had him for a 515 interview. So we'd be live on the air. Something happened that day where I had to call him and be like, hey, we, can we move this up? Something happened. The Yankee game might have got scheduled. Something weird happened. Sure. He's like, what do you mean it's not live? I go, no, we're going to tape the interview. We're going to, he goes, I don't tape interviews. No, no, no. When are you guys going to air it? I'm going to, we're going to air it during the show. So I was like, I don't do taped interviews. You guys are going to edit everything. You're going to take it out of account. Who is this? What station is it? Who am I talking to you? I'm like, Sal, click. I'm like, what the hell happened? I go, back. he's not answering my check. He got really pissed that we were taping the interview. I don't know if he thought it was like a TV stand-up hit. I don't know if he does if something that happened bad before with doing taped. He thought his stuff might be out of context. By the time we went to air, he hated the idea of us taping the interview. And I felt the wrath of Sal Palantonio. He's never gotten back to me since. Nope. Well, never have. <laughs> no. Not a fan of fun. It's got to be Philadelphia reporters, though, because you also, Jordan Ronan, before he came to the Giants and was covering the Eagles, you uh, you texted him that you were taking a poo. So, must be <laughs> something about... 
my wife is named Jordan and I was going back to the apartment at that point to let her know I had to use the bathroom. And yeah. then I said, Hey, I'm coming home. I got to take a poop. And Jordan Ron on the ESPN Johns report said, I'll come on the show. I don't need to know about that though. <laughs> Somehow we were on the air for a long time. We won, we won New York state broadcaster award. <laughs> probably probably display though yeah you know crack, crack journalism right there right yeah but it's the wrong crack it's that's the, right the one he sits on <laughs> do you guys want do you guys want to you want to you want a little uh little scoop you want to see oh, something yeah. that nobody's seen oh, yet yeah please we you want to see the brand new official game football for the albany empire look at that Ooh, nice I've already but been uh... coincidentally. Coincidentally, the deuce. <laughs> yeah, I. That's the part we hadn't seen in the promo shots. There it okay. is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a sick football. We just got them today. This is this is fresh out of the box. You guys are the first one to see it. That's not. That's nice. The lightning bolts are what uh you know caught my attention there. I'm like, huh, better than arrows. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen. As long as long as they go like this, and one of our guys catches them in the end zone. Mm-hmm. Put whatever you want, but yeah, these look sick. I like it. I, I, I can already, I can already tell you, me and Jim have been looking ways to snag these things. I mean, he can go to a game, of course. I live in the Midwest, where you know it's a, it's an arena football hell in Indiana. <laughs> like, there's just nothing there. <laughs> so, well, we're an arena football hell for all visiting teams, like Jacksonville. Sorry, Jim. <laughs> That's the perfect setup. That's so good. All right. Hey, what's your... hey, hey, I, I just got Jim doesn't your... call you back. No, 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 What's your record in Jacksonville? I personally have never been to Jacksonville. Personally, I've never been to Jacksonville. But the Empire? What's your record? I don't remember. I don't recall. I don't know. Yeah, connection issues all of a sudden. Well, no, but you know what? We did, we did lose, we did lose that game. How how'd you guys play in the championship? We're sorry, but the number you're trying to reach is no longer certain. Actually, when we um, when we were getting ready, we were getting ready to host the championship game against Columbus. Um, Steve Michatola, who's in the front office for Jacksonville, is also he's in the front office for the league. He's so good at media. He was on the phone with me constantly, helping me like get things together, make sure everything ran right. Can't thank him enough. And we now abuse the hell out of each other over rigs. Because, like, now I have two rings. He has two rings. Like, you know, I have an AFL and an NAL. He's like, but, like, we'll be on a call or something. And, like, Mike, Mike Quarter, the owner, will say something like, hey, if you guys just want to ship the trophy right to Albany this year to save some money, we'll, like, some of that. And all of a sudden, you know, you'll hear, you'll hear like, the Jacksonville guys go, like, yeah, well, ours are looking a little lonely all of a sudden. Maybe we'll keep this one this time. Like, it's, it's that that rivalry. Like, obviously, Columbus has become the, the initial rival, even though we beat them three times for a champion. Um, you know, but the Jacksonville front office is so like, they're ravenous, man. They, you talk about the, the kind of attitude you want when you're going back and forth, talking a little smack with some people, but at the same time, at the end of the game, you shake hands and you say like, I'm glad nobody got hurt. We'll get you next time. That's, that's what their front office is all about. And I love it. Uh, this is my perfect time for me to say, if you aren't watching on YouTube, you missed a lot of stuff that we just did there. So <laughs> recommend you go subscribe there right now. Just being frank, you know. I don't know what you're football. talking about. <laughs> if you're, and if you're not watching on YouTube, God's had no pants on this entire show. So. What? 
Did you leave him in Manasseh's office like you do? <laughs> no, he's here now. I don't go in there anymore. I stay in my office now. Go to our uncut <laughs> playlist on our channel. <laughs> We're back in Gaza after dark. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. uncut you guys invited us. The uncut <laughs> playlist is not on YouTube, though. It's on OnlyFans. That's by Gaz. Oh, <laughs> finally. <laughs> Gaz isn't that popular. He is OnlyFans. Just one. <laughs> this is mom though which is really weird <laughs> he's a nice lady oh, he's a nice lady I'll take Mrs. Jaslowski out to a fine steak dinner and never call her again Burgundy. <laughs> oh my god you two are killing me I'm loving it listen this is the only people who talk to me is through the camera so I'm ready let's go <laughs> I, I have one more question myself. Jim might have more, but I just want one, well, one more. It was something I thought about. And uh, Je- Je- <laughs> oh, you had a whole list. Just oh, I left my ring in the truck. You want me to go get it? <laughs> Zach, please, your question. How could we? Go ahead. Go ahead. Look, I'm, just, I'm just thinking back on what I've been listening to this whole time. So one thing I thought, one thing caught my, that caught my attention with Jeff was when we were talking about, you know, explaining the game, how the older empire team did that pretty well that was that was something that was implied there are there other things like for example for you jeff you you as the new organization in town how often do you guys like look back and say what did the x1 do what can we take from like the old one that maybe might work for the new one to help us with our transition here like getting that branding better to where we're represented the same way that was in like 2019 that that's something i got i I was holding off because we've had a great time but it's something I'm thinking, because, like, for you guys, again, it's important to establish, like, hey, the Albany Empire here, you know, yeah, a different ownership, but we're back. Like, this is our thing in our city. We want you to feel the same way we did back at the time in 19 when everything, after things went down. You know, we want to have that same kind of fan recognition. So how often do you look back at, like, stuff that maybe ex-owners did or folks in the community recognize what they did? A lot. Uh, um, a lot, a lot, to be perfectly honest with you, because you know, when, when you say like somebody wrote the playbook, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. George Manius was the architect of the Albany empire in 2018. Um, he, he built relationships with Gaz and I, with other media people, like the way he, the way he went about his business was extremely intelligent. Um, he's also the kind of guy that if you, you know, if you're on the wrong side of him, he, he'll run you over and he'll do it with a smile. Um, but he now runs the indoor lacrosse team in the same building. Okay. So, so at MVP arena, like the Albany Firewall. So he and I have been friends ever since probably 2017, 2016, whenever he first started coming to the market. So I'll, I'll literally pick his brain. Like, what would you do here? What would you do here? And, you know, what shocked me the most is every once in a while he'll pick mine. So, you know, it's, it's, okay. it's a collaborative effort. Like he grew up in Catskill. Um, so he, you know, he wants, he wants pro sports to work here. Um, Mike Corda and I both are South County kids. So we've, we've seen it happen. And Mike's biggest thing is to make sure that everything stays here, run it like a business. So it stays here. So you'd be silly to think you can run something like a business and not look at what somebody else did when they were successful. So do we do it exactly like they did it? No, because they had multiple owners that were worth a gajillion dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a guy who runs a fire and water restoration company, you know, who does really well. Don't get me wrong. He's, I mean, he's, he's not, out, he's not on the street corner right now for anything other than fun um 
<laughs> but but like you know it's it's not unlimited resources so what we do is we take what they did and we try to make it a little more fiscally responsible uh so that we can continue to do it but yeah no we're all up in their playbook all up in their playbook you know what though i need to add to that because that is what you just set up there is our storyline of the season from a broadcasting standpoint when we go live for the first time from the mvp arena andrew and i are going to talk about this and i know this is going to be at that this 2022 team in particular for the albany empire although levac is giving credit to the people that came before him his team won a championship last year like right. that organization those executives in a new league against covid with no disrespect to the former ownership they did that on their own like 2021 nal champions there weren't a lot of people who were still connected to the team it's probably a handful of people that were still connected and those guys said we're going to battle a pandemic we're going to battle the new league we're going to add people in the season and we're going to win a championship and now 2022 look you look at the roster of 2019 2021 and 2022 i know as a broadcaster i'm barely going to mention 2019 because this is a new era the dawning of a new empire whatever phrase that'll probably sound cheesy on the broadcast that i'll bring up is what this really is though like even that question you asked, like it's a very fair and honest and great question because it's brand awareness. It's the community. People get the logo. It's not a different team. Like the, the teams in the past at Albany, the Firebirds and all. Mm-hmm. But this 2022 team in particular, it seems to be a whole new cast of people that hopefully this capital region is going to look at and be like, okay, I know we had people 20 years ago. I know we had a team three years ago. I know we had a championship the year before, but this is okay. The Albany Empire is going to go out and win. And when you put that jersey on, it means something. It's just not Tommy Gray or Malachi Jones or touchdown Eddie Brown or all the other names of the past. Like, this is a new era of indoor football in the Capital Region, 2022's team. Nice. But, I like that. But Mike bought the intellectual property of the team, so I claim two titles. <laughs> <laughs> By proxy, I agree. Yeah. I mean, you know, listen, if he's going to make me – like, there's days I'll, I'll, I'll legitimately – you know, call him up after a long day or we'll be sitting smoking a cigar in the back office and I'll go, anything else you want to make me hate that I used to love? You know, because football, like doing this part of it, there's days, there's days where you're like, what I would give to just watch a football game right now and not have to figure out, you know, where the guys are staying uh, when we go to Jacksonville and what's this and what's that. And I'm just like, dude, how could you make me hate football? Of all things, are stakes and, you know, are they next? Is that what you're going to ruin for me next? But no, it's 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 going to be all worth it when we get we we another banner take another one away from Jacksonville. You know what? <laughs> am I am I allowed to ask you guys questions? I know yes, it's like you, the are podcast, very, you are very the much allowed host, to ask. Okay, the podcast podcast. Hosts, podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's it's taking here. over my instincts. I, I'm sorry if I'm keeping you guys long on your own podcast, which now seems weird that I've decided to take. I, over. I talked to him enough. He can ask you guys questions. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad he actually left because I actually want to ask you guys this directly. Do you guys feel like the Empire is under the most pressure of any team this season? I know we had the quarterback discussion. I was going to mention the quarterback play in particular in the Empire as a team. Jim, you mentioned the storyline earlier, like the Empire were the new kids on the block in 2021. You could argue they might have not been under as much pressure because they had a list of excuses, new team, new coach, COVID. You could have listed excuses for why they wouldn't succeed. That is not on 2022 schedule. So I guess a two-part question. And hell, you guys don't have to answer it now. You guys can tease it for the next podcast and make me wait and download, subscribe, rate, and review, and everything else. But do you guys feel that way, that the quarterback play and the Empire are the team under the most pressure this season? That's a good one. That's a good one. Jim, you want me to go first, or you want to do it? You can go first. Okay. Tell you what, um, I've, I have given this a little bit of thought. I mean, you can, because you can look at this a few angles. I, there's one angle you can say, well, 
San Antonio could make that argument because they're brand new. How how can they stick up to the competition that has a lot of established talent that's either just moved or been brought back? So that's one angle you can look at. For the for Albany, I could say that's a great point, and I actually think that that is where I'm leaning as well because not only a you have a lot of people that go well. Tommy Grady's not there any, anymore. So, you know, legendary AFL, NAL QB, not there. So Faithful's there, you know, championship winning quarterback, of course. Jim would Jim would definitely know. But, you know, Kenny, is he going to come in and we're going to have the same ex- expectations and production? Are you going to be able to adjust to Ironman as well as some other teams? I mean, we've heard from the likes of, say, like Orlando and Columbus, that they think they built Ironman specific the best and that they think that that will be the key to winning a championship is that, they feel they built better that way. Um, so you could say just having that repeat added on top of your shoulders, being that target at the top, you know, you get that, you have the most, uh, I would say, big name guys again this year where it's like, yeah, these are superstar characters. How do they mesh? There's obvious pressures there, I think. Um, my other option, and I think Jim might agree, is uh, Jacksonville because they missed the playoffs last year. And that's a franchise that if we're talking about fan bases that, high expectations, I expect a certain level of play, that might be my tie for Albany just because, yeah, missing the playoffs two years in a row would be, I think, almost insane to some people down there for how they expect their football to be played at Memorial State, at the Memorial Arena. So, uh, yeah, I, I can see the smile on Jim's face. I think he's thinking similar deal. But being the guy at the top does have its pressures. I completely understand that. You know, Everyone's going to give you your best shot. Can you handle it again two years in a row? Well, my opinion is the the most pressure is on Albany because they are the defending champions. Defending champions always get the target on their back. There's a saying, come at the king, better not miss. Well, right now, Albany's the king. But I think the second team that has the pressure is the new guys on the block, San Antonio. You got to come out and perform. If not, it's make or break your franchise. We've seen hundreds of arena league teams no matter what league they're in, they get in, think they're hot shots, and they fall flat on their back. Um, okay, Lebec. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just now catching on that you two are changing your names. <laughs> um, Beautiful. But it, yeah, but yeah, I think Albany has the most pressure because they're the t- championship team. But of course, San Antonio needs to make a statement in the league. And Columbus, how long can Gibson and Mason be together to get everything done? Because Mason has shown that last year him and Tommy Gray were neck to neck. And it just came down to basically the who had a better over in roster. Or like I've t- talked to Mason, me and Zach have talked to Mason before in the back, Al Fair. They scored more touchdowns against Albany in the championship game. Their extra points killed them. You guys capitalized on the extra points and the deuces. When you get when you're getting nine points and they're getting six, you're getting that three point grab every single score in play. And and that's that's the thing about them in Columbus is that they had a good damn team. Albany and Columbus dominated everyone last year. That's their, that was their, Columbus's only losses were to Albany, and Albany's only loss was to a, a fluke in Jacksonville, which I was there, kind of intoxicated, but I was there. <laughs> but uh, I think I spent 40 bucks on three beers, I think it is, or something like that. I don't know. I don't remember. It's, our prices down here stink. Um, but yeah, it's. Bring my own when I come down. <laughs> you should. There's a, a uh, lot of pressures, even in the answer. 
but yeah, I think San Antonio is in that expansion pressure that they got to show out to get a fan base and establish something. Thank God we don't play them in the first couple of weeks. I think it's Orlando and Columbus. I think they're the first teams to play them. I think then Carolina. So, but for San Antonio, that's their issue. For the teams that have been in the league, Albany has a hard on the back. They're the, they're the champions. Columbus is that just duo of Gibson and Mason. And Jacksonville is a winning tradition organization. We don't like losing seasons. And the last, I think the last time they lost, they had a losing season in the AFL. The next year, they were in the Arena Bowl and lost to, I think, San Jose or Arizona in Arena Bowl after their losing season. And now it's our first, second losing season since that one. What will they do? And thank God this year it's a long season, but unfortunately for Jacksonville and Carolina, we don't have bye weeks, unlike Albany. They have two weeks off in the regular Jacksonville and Carolina have played 14 straight weeks. So that's going to be fatigued. Your owners wanted an extra home game. That's what it was. <laughs> they kind of sold season tickets way before the league actually established a schedule, but that's yeah. not my problem. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, we were we made a couple calls. Nobody wanted to come here on our bye weeks. We're like, hey, you know, we'll pay for your trips, San Antonio. Come come, come catch another L. You know, we said, hey, you know, whoever wants one, we'll, we'll hand out an L. We've got a couple extra laying around here in Albany. We'll hand them out. But uh, nobody was willing to travel to get their ass whooped. That question worked out very well. Better than I even could have imagined. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, like, it, the other day, you guys, um, you tweeted out a bracket, and it was all Jacksonville. It was Jacksonville. And I'm like, well, oh, apparently this conversation is not going to be neutral. So I came in ready. I came in. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, that's because the Albany region, you're only in bracket one time, and that was last year's team. So if it, what he's talking about is the NAL March Madness tournament that we created. Yes. Which is we're getting some good followings. Um, we have a Jacksonville region, Duval region is for the two champions that Jacksonville had, Carolina region, and Albany. Albany region is going on right now. So, but you guys won't get a chance to vote for your team until probably sometime next week. Been trying to keep it up like Sweet 16s this weekend. We'll have the Sweet 16 happen this weekend and Final Four, yada, yada, go down. But hopefully there's no St. Peter action this time around or referees <laughs> causing penalties in key situations like we see in Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> Our referees were phenomenal and didn't miss a single thing. No, they didn't know. No. <laughs> Let's call a technical and a dunk. Yeah, it's a dunk. <laughs> I mean, we play in the same building as Sienna. Sienna marches a lot. They get to dance, but not this year, sadly. Yeah, I was saying, they're usually <laughs> kind of surprised. Sienna's usually like... NIT, too. They're, they're always in the tournament somewhere. Mm-hmm. They're either in the CBI right. or NIT. Well, they got they got hosed because they they won the MAC. They mm-hmm. were going to win the MAC tournament. Then the, the league, you know, everything stopped. So we thought maybe this would be the year where they got to they got to go and handle their business. But well, you not, know the reason why they got hosed this year, right? Because guys oh. already had appointments to go to Atlantic City, and they're like, "Nope, we ain't going." You knew it, Jim. You knew it. Unbelievable. Oh. Unbelievable. I can't wait till Coach Carm sees him out and about. It's gonna be bad. <laughs> it's a Colby recently. Now that you mentioned that. <laughs> He's another one who won't talk to you. I think you would think with the two of us, guys would be the one people would talk to. Yeah. I think it's a phone <laughs> issue. I think it's my wife, Wi-Fi. Your Wi-Fi is terrible. You sound like a goat half of this interview. <laughs> it's my <laughs> Imagine you guys are going to edit me in with like a really high pitched voice now. Totally, totally. I, 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 I have fun with the pitch changers. You know, just <laughs> everyone's chipmunks. That's I'll right. Be too lazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> the reason we do it live. I'm, only, I'm able to just put up like he's still on dialogue and we're in 5G. 
That's all. <laughs> Fair. So he's got a beautiful house and everything. He's just, for whatever reason, guys, is so tech challenged. It is like, oh. I am. It was, I am it was, oh, bad. There's no doubt. You know, I, I feel like I'm taking over the podcast game. But one other thing, because I want to say this before we get out, and I know you guys are probably rushed. I'm offering an open invite. Okay. Okay. Uh, Levac already knows this. The home opener for the Albany Empire is going to be at the MVP Arena, of course. Game one. Uh, Levac usually hosts the pregame show with me. I have a feeling he's going to be very busy. I might get him for 10 minutes. I might get him for 20. Keep your guys' schedule open for that home opener. I know you guys will probably be busy too. Open invite to hop on the Albany Empire pregame show to promote the NAL. I'm tossing it out to you guys. If you got to do it for 5, 10, 15 minutes, tech will be better at the MVP arena. Exactly. So I might I might just bring you guys on. Maybe our guy Ryan. Yeah, McCarthy tech will be better at the MVP arena because I'll set it up for him before I go That's do right. whatever else That's I right. need to do. So keep your emails open. This won't be the last time we talk before the season kicks off. I'm like off, 10 years older than him, and he has no tech savvy whatsoever. It's, it's frightening. Damn. Should I unhook the cups that are doing my speakers right now? My child is a year and a half old. Yeah, calling right your small child to figure it out for you. Rex, put that down, buddy. <laughs> That's a liar. <laughs> Interest is peaked, good sir. <laughs> I am fully invested now. In yeah, you guys well. have to come on Levac and Gaz anyway, because now, now we've come on your show, so you have to come on ours. Y- yes, yes. Scratch my scratch our back, we scratch yours. You know? mm-hmm. So glad you said back. Mm-hmm. The only thing I know about New York, honestly, and your guys' show is that <laughs> Levac said this most. I was like, uh, if he's a Boston fan, we're done. Everything's done, you know. You know, media credentials, <laughs> friendships, you know, I'm going to put bad word. I'm like, okay, all right. Um, Levesque, I uh, just want to say, go bees. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> go, go socks. Go Patriots. Go socks. Go away. I like you. Oh, I'm my not, God. I'm not, one, I'm not one of those Red Sox douchebag fans. I am opposite. I am a statistician Red Sox douchebag fan. Uh, oh. but, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, one of your shows, I was pretty polite. Uh, this could be like a little extra addition to the our ship podcast. Uh, that would be the only download version. You made a shout out to David Ortiz. And I'm like, okay, let me just, let me just check him out. And he kept saying David Ortiz. David was like, what the hell is he talking about? So I rewatched that episode. And I'm like, oh, Levesque well, thinks he took steroids. I'm like, oh, okay. I didn't so- say steroids directly. Performance enhancing drugs. <laughs> yes, steroids. Yeah, not necessarily. And I, and I was like, and I was like, I should send him a a, a video of Martin uh, Rivera blowing the game three, game four lead, or the two home runs Ortiz hit, or the 16, uh, 10 runs scored in game seven um, that ended the streak. I'm like, ah, I'm not gonna be that type of guy. But one thing I do, my best friend Levesque is a diehard Yankee fan. Baseball season for me and him Good are man. just. Oh my God. It's like, we're like, you guys lost to Baltimore. I'm like, yeah, we got swept by Baltimore. What's up? He goes, you guys stink. I'm like, okay, whatever. Then you guys get swept by Baltimore like two weeks later. I'm like, so what's going on? He goes, well, Aaron judge wasn't there playing. I'm like, come on. <laughs> you know what's worse? God is a Baltimore fan. So- <laughs> you know, he's an Oriole. Oh, he's yeah, an Oriole. Yeah, yeah. He likes everything with orange. Like he's, he's weird. Tampa Bay, that- Baltimore. I know the International Baseball League is looking for a team. That's the one that plays below Major League. Dare you. So. Don't dare you. Don't dare you. They're going to take on the Tri-City Valley Cast this season. It's going to be, it's going to be a, a very contentious game. But fireworks Dur- afterwards. So. The Durham Bulls and the Baltimore Orioles are playing tonight in the three-game series. <laughs> this is what I get for taking over the podcast. I could have got out so much sooner and saved myself the insults. Well, and next I, week is the Jumbo Jeff- Shrimp. <laughs> Jeff saying that you guys like orange, it all makes sense now why you're an all, why you're an empire guy. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> just happens. Well, now we pay him. He also likes green a lot. I mean, so. I mean money, you know, money helps all things. <laughs> being honest. Um, I will say this. David Ortiz sets of humor, not what I thought it would be. I'll just put it out there. Like, oh. when I joked that he stole my wallet at ESPN headquarters, he did not find that funny at all. So, uh, that was, I it's was a shocked. true story. We were in Bristol. He walked I in. I met the guy it. once, and it was at an airport. He walked by me. I'm like, holy mm. shit, that's David Ortiz. And he goes, hey, man, and just walked right past me. I'm like, we're, and I'm wearing Red Sox here. I'm like, what? I'm walking in. I'm walking into uh, <laughs> to Bristol to the mothership, and this black Escalade pulls up, and out of the back, he's in this beautiful black on black suit, black shirt. Like he just looks. He looks like he literally looks like a million bucks, and he's he's a monster. So I'm like, I see him as I'm walking through the door, and I've been messing with the security guard the whole time we've been there, and I go, Hey, that, there's a very tall man who just took my wallet. Could you guys stop him? <laughs> and they got up like like what the hell's going on i'm like it's a joke it's a joke and he came in he's like <laughs> i'm like I'm like don't uh, well, don't pd rage one thing i guess i'd say about david ortiz is that his post-game show with a rod those some that they are a great combo together yeah. now a rod's trying to be so serious and, and they were just like i don't care we're gonna just <laughs> you put anybody next to a rod i'm gonna like them Better than Aaron. And <laughs> just <laughs> I have All this some means little to me. I'm a I'm a Chicago sports guy, so I'm like none of these rivals. I'm <laughs> sorry, buddy. I know. Just 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 if, if Zach gets in your way, Levesque, just say Jay Cutler and he gets back. Oh. <laughs> Shout out to Danny Parkins, six seventy the score. Shout out to Danny Parkins. That's what they do. It's all people. Do. They just, they just wait the one of my favorite memes all time was Jay Cutler standing on the sidelines. Like he's back and he cares less than ever. <laughs> <laughs> that was like, that's phenomenal. Oh, Forever man. legend. Jay Cutler. Yep. I know. I'm just trying to just getting through my motions. All I'm saying. <laughs> uh, I got other football leagues to look at that. I can distract myself with. Yeah, it's just, I don't want to think about the NFL right now. If oh. I want, like I said, if I want to support another Navy and Orange team, I got you guys to root for that. I can hopefully get a championship. <laughs> yes, yes, please. Yes. Yeah. See, you. I'm a Raiders fan, so right now I'm loving the NFL. They're just they, the Raiders are doing their best Albany Empire impersonations. Oh yeah, We're signing everybody that's good. <laughs> you, you, me. I'm happy for the Raiders too. They took Adams away from Green Bay. My, there you I, go. That's one thing <laughs> I could be happy for. <laughs> Here to help. Oh, thank God. <laughs> And Rogers uh, took their entire salary cap, so you, you might be able to beat them. Yeah, yeah. I'd be happy with five wins. It actually was all about the money. <laughs> wait, who do you, wait, what are you? Are you a Patriots fan? Jags. Jags? How do you, wait a minute. How are you Boston everything, but... Family's from Tucker, Rhode Island. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. I was born into it, but I grew up a Jaguar fan. But I still watch the Patriots because my family still watches Patriots. So. He, he, he does and, like Tommy and, Boy, you know. And, and, and it's like guys wearing Buccaneer gear all the time, Brady jerseys all the time. That's me too. Uh, I do. <laughs> <laughs> when he re- when when Brady retired, I was like, he he ain't he ain't retired. He was like, oh yeah, he's done. He's like, no, Brady tells you when he's going to retire. Right. No one, you're not gonna hear no Adam Schefter say he's going to retire. He's going to tell you when he's going to retire. I knew he's gonna come back and like, was it last week? I'm back. I'm like, no, no. Yeah. Tommy's back. You know what that was? There's not. I'm not getting all the attention. I'll retire. All right. I'm not getting all the attention again. I'll unretire. Yeah. He loves <laughs> the attention. Right. Loves it. 
he's he spent four weeks with his kids like man F kids <laughs> that's all my buddy said is like he was doing like some math homework with one of his sons he's like okay this uh yeah this uh, this blows <laughs> what's two divided by I was like, what's two divided by ten well deep safety's playing this uh the, the out route so you gotta throw a slant <laughs> And I have to imagine as beautiful she is, it could be tough living with a supermodel used to getting everything she wants all the time. It could be difficult. You may want to go. You may want to go to training camp real quick. <laughs> Clean the dishes. Uh, I'd rather go past footballs. And, yeah. You know, Tommy, Tommy. <laughs> Sorry, go back to football. <laughs> Somebody call Gronk. <laughs> Guys, thank, thanks for joining the show, man. Both of you, you've been right. I am. I'm happy, glad we're glad that I have you had you on. And uh, like, t- like God said, I'll, we'll take the opportunity. One of us will take the opportunity for some appearance, if you don't mind. Oh, of course. Like a guys pregame, we'll talk. We'll talk. All, all right, that, but, get my yeah. DMs, and not yeah. in a weird way. Yes. Like a slide in the DMs. Just respect. Thank you for having us, guys. It was awesome. Appreciate it. It's gonna be an awesome year for the NAL. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for your time. And folks, thanks for thanks for tuning in for this edition of Inside the Walls. Be sure to follow us on at, at in Walls Pod. Again, that is at in Walls Pod. I recommend you check out both these guys on so on their own individual socials as well. Um, especially check go and follow the Albany Empire. Go check out Godzilla Media at GodzillaMedia.com. Uh, or just go to you know Goss's own social pages. You'll be able to click the link right there if you like. Uh, you guys broadcast on Tuesdays regularly still too, right? Or not still. I know you do. But <laughs> just say it. These two broadcast. Techies Tuesday. But I've already talked to guys once this week. So I'm not sure I can do two. 4.30 to 6 for the live broadcast. That's right. You will be stuck talking to me. And then Friday, whenever you're listening to this, we have a broadcast for the Sweet 16 live from our proud sponsors at Hooters. 5.30 we go live. So yeah, go go check out guys torturing Jeff on that next stream. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. and also for unscheduled breaking news from the Albany Empire, because that's what Lovac does when he gets them off all in. For myself, listen, they know. They knew when they hired me. I'm not a conventional team president, so they get what they got. That's it. My God. <laughs> For, for myself, for Gaz, for Jeff, for Team President Jeff Levac, for Jim, um, I'm saying so long. Uh, we do have one last thing, as always, because Jim has to do it, and you guys get to experience it on show this time. Yeah, you get experience You got to remember. You guys got to remember one thing, and so do fans out there when they watch the NAL this year. Don't be a jack out of the box. Stay tuned, everyone. 